podcast sponsored by the iBear MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Expert insight into the world of business. Hello, this is Dick Trobnik. I'm the director of USC's iBear MBA program. In this time of the COVID-19 pandemic, a time of collapsing economies, soaring unemployment, crashing asset values, and declining commodity prices, Business Class is launching a special series in which we explore the impact of the pandemic on business, markets, and global trade. In this interview, we speak with Devin Mann, the founder of Iconic Talent, and we hear how the entire global industry of making movies, making television, and commercials has ground to a complete halt. My name is Devin Mann. Uh, I'm an agent and owner of Iconic Talent Agency. Before that, I was at William Morris. I was a partner there for 13 years. Uh, before that, I worked at uh, another company called Innovative Artists. And then before that, I was at two smaller agencies for two years apiece. We jump right in and ask Devin to describe the state of his business and the Hollywood entertainment industry before and after the arrival of COVID-19. You know, February 1st of 2020, I was getting calls from all over the world, both for movies, television shows, commercials, and music videos to hire people that I represent. I I focused on a very specific area of the entertainment industry, which is people behind the camera, cinematographers, production designers, costume designers, and editors who, you know, work in commercials, music videos, television, and features. And, on, you know, if I took a typical day of, you know, six or eight weeks ago, we were, uh, you know, getting calls from, you know, South Africa to South America, to Europe, to New York, to Vancouver, to Toronto inquiring about clients that we represent and their availability to, you know, work on, you know, major motion pictures, commercials, television, et cetera. And then? Well, then basically March 13th, 14th, and March 17th, which is a Thursday, Friday, and Monday, it all disappeared. And disappeared meaning it, it all went either, it canceled or went on hiatus. A lot of the short-form projects have been canceled, and a lot of the long-form projects are put on hiatus. They've been on hiatus ever since. So it's been about a month now with no end in sight. We wanted to know how this hit his business. Was he able to see it coming? Was he able to make any adjustment? You know, in, in retrospect, I think it was probably pretty obvious what was happening. But as it was happening, I was sort of walking through a moment of disbelief. Like a couple of jobs canceled, and I was like, okay, that's that's, I understand that that's gonna happen. And then a couple more jobs canceled, and I was like, okay, well, that's that's more than I expected, but that's probably the end of it. And then a couple of more, and then finally, almost I would say ninety-five percent of them canceled. We're talking probably, you know, fifty productions at this point. Right? You know, long-term commitments. Editors can be on a film for a year. Production designers can be on films for six months. People working in commercials can be booked for three jobs out in front of them for a month's worth of work. So, you know, I've been doing this for almost 25 years now. I've seen strikes, I, you know, the World Trade Center catastrophe, you know, other minor uh, scenarios, not as big as some of the ones that I just mentioned, um, that have affected work, but nothing like this. We know agents have a special kind of relationship with their creative clients. We asked Devin how his clients were responding and adjusting to this event and what he's hearing from them. <laughs> I got a text this morning from a, a wife of a, of a very famous cinematographer. Uh, she said, and I will quote, he's already done 
four, four loads of laundry this morning and is starting to tweak. When does shooting commence? Are you hearing anything? Right. So these are the kinds of texts I'm getting. Like, you know, wives of clients are starting to lose their marbles. Like, I love my husband, but I'm not sure if I love him that much to have him around for four weeks or eight weeks, you know. We dug a little deeper to hear how these creative people are handling this. It's really interesting watching people handle this kind of situation. I have a very unique bird's eye view into this. We represent about 63 people, which is not a lot. And it's part of the part of the vision of the, of the company was to be very high quality and, and very small, uh, which is different than where I came from. And, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, my colleagues and myself do have uh, an intimate relationship uh, with, with our clients in the sense that, uh, you know, we understand, you know, where they're going and what they're doing and what's on the books and how much money they're making. And to see these, these highly creative people, highly sought after people be sort of held in the paddock and to watch them excel or decel um, is, is, rather, uh, is rather fascinating. I mean, some people are taking it really hard. You know, there is a, there's a sort of depression that's, that permeates the conversation. Some people are seeing it as opportunity. We asked Evan if there were particular issues about the pandemic that might affect his industry. I was just reading, you know, for California, or I think it was California, or maybe, maybe it was the U.S., some, some place they were talking about having a, a, a limit to the amount of people that could be together, which was 50 people, right? Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is very interesting because that has a big effect on production, right? Because, you know, if you work in production, you'll know that there's on, on highly financed productions, there's a, a minimum of 100 people on there. Right. So now that, you know, and I, and I said this to, to uh, I've said this to other people, you know, during the writer's strike, you know, the right or the, this writer's dispute, you know, when there are strikes or when there's major disputes or these catastrophic situations, the, the entertainment business is notorious for coming up with these new solutions, these new ways of doing things. So we, we've been doing, you know, for the last 20 years, 100 person crews on each each day of production. Right. And now if we're limited to 50 that we're going to make some adjustments to that. And that, and those adjustments will be fascinating, right? Who will now be seen as the, you know, the most important players out of that 50 and who will seem superfluous? And what kind of effect will that have on production for 10 years from now? It would be interesting. We jump from the immediate questions about shooting movies to the broader future of the industry and its audience. You know, I mean, this is this is the million dollar question. I mean, I think that, that you know, obviously movie, movie chains and movie theaters have been um, hurting for a number of years because of Netflix and Amazon and other SVODs. And I think they conti- will continue to, especially with this, you know, I, I think that, um, I mean, really what's probably going to happen is, is there people are not going to be as closely sitting. So there's going to be less people in the theaters. I don't know, you know, 400 people in a theater, there's now 150 in a theater, you know, um, I think people love to go to theaters. I think there's a, there's a great entertainment aspect of it. And I, and I think that people still yearn for that. Um, but uh, the business model doesn't probably work. We talked about supply and demand in movie making. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things happening over the last couple of years. I mean, the, the, the movie business has gotten much more narrow um, in the sense that the middle class of, of movie making has really disappeared, right? There's, there's the 
films sort of under 20 million, and then there's the films over 100 million. And there's very few films that sit between the 20 and the 100 million dollar market. And, and that's for a lot of reasons, primarily economic, right? It just doesn't, to, to spend $50 million on a project requires a big distribution model, you know, a lot of PA to get the film out there and more risk, potential for greater reward, but often not, you know, that it, that it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make financial sense. So uh, you see a lot of films coming out of Sundance or, or Toronto or South by Southwest or even Canada, smaller films that require smaller PNA with a chance with, if they're big hits of making, you know, a lot of money at the end of the day. And then of course, you've got the big machines, whether they're Disney or, or Warner Brothers or Sony or Universal who are, you know, making, you know, six films a year. Fox was making a lot more, but they've obviously been bought up by Disney. So the amount of big films being made are um, less than they were. And, um, and so, you know, there's not, I, I guess what I would say is that there's not as many movies being made and there are, it's, it's much more competitive to get your clients on those films because they're not as many. And, and what's changed the middle class has been television. And, um, you know, the higher profile, uh, more expensive pictures, you know, there was a show on it on Netflix is called Altered Carbon. And that was going, I think, for between 12 and 14 million an episode. Right. Let's I, I don't remember exactly how many episodes. Let's say 10 episodes. Right. You know, that's that's a very sort of meaty production. Um, you know, many, many projects will be between eight and 10 million. Uh, and that is sort of given us a new stream of work. There's been a lot of it, and that has given us an, an, a new uh, area for, for clients to work both, you know, above the line and below the line. Devin took us through how the cycle of the creative industry has been totally disrupted. The issue with this, um, with this virus has, been, has had huge implications for the entertainment industry. Obviously, there's no more live events. Uh, there's no more cinema. There's no more production. There's no more advertising. Uh, the only thing that's really happening is development right now, and that's that's that is happening, but on a very sort of diminished capacity, right? So you're seeing Disney is about to furlough, you know, thousands of people. I think starting April 19th, right? All the all the major studios are going to start furloughing people. Uh, talent agencies have started furloughing people, uh, you know, Paradigm, you know, 100 people, WME, 250 people, you know, this is all going to be happening. And then, and then, you know, from what I've heard is that, you know, at the big talent agencies, it's going to start, they're going to furlough the first people, and then they're going to go to the older, old guard and say, listen, guys, it's been a great run, but your business has been decimated. Uh, you know, we're going to buy you out. Right. And then they're going to go to the mid-level agents, et cetera. Right. And they're just going to, and it's going to shrink. You know, this is a sort of a worst case scenario. I hope none of this happens, but if it were to happen and then it'll shrink in the most important players, the people with the most vibrant businesses will be able to stay. Right. That's sort of the prediction from what I've heard, at least from one person. So we'll see if that's true. And then, you know, all of this is based on, um, you know, a producer being able to make money. Right, a producer to be able to develop content and to be able to 
um, put it into production, right? And none of that's happening right now. I mean, this has turned, we've never seen anything like this before. You know, not only is it gonna take time for, you know, what we had hoped at one point was that this was gonna hit and that this was gonna end. And that the ending was gonna be, okay, so July 1st or June 1st or September 1st, we're back and we're back just like the way we knew it, right? And now we're realizing that that's not gonna be what it's gonna be. And so what that means in the business community and the entertainment business is that it's gonna be slow, right? It's gonna be slow. And it's not gonna be this gigantic bang that we kind of all imagined that we, we wanted it to be. And, um, you know, studios have these first look deals with companies and they're, and, you know, it, like I said at the beginning, it's like great Gatsby. It's like, oh yeah, you got a good idea. Oh, you made one great show. Let me put you on a million dollar deal or a hundred million dollar deal or whatever it is, right? For anybody, anybody basically, right? That had a decent, you know, decent programming. And, uh, and now people are becoming more fiscally responsible, right? They're going to cancel those deals, right? The belt is going to be tighter, right? I mean, you, you've got, I mean, every Thursday for the last three weeks, right? The unemployment numbers have been astonishing, right? This Thursday will be the same, most likely, right? Another 6 million people unemployed, right? People lined up around the forum trying to get food, right? People all over the country lining up for hours and hours and hours trying to get food and so you know yeah i mean this is real and um and a lot more people are going to lose their jobs and a lot of people are going to be um, you know losing their deals and it's just there's going to be fiscal responsibility happening you know and that's uh and that's a requirement that's 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 what's needed with 95 percent of his business shut down we wondered about the five percent that was still running I have a few few editors that are working on post production of films to meet their release dates. You know, one's working on a uh, a Paramount film. Uh, the other one is working on two independents in London. She's working out of her uh, out of her house. I, another editor is going to start back up uh, on a picture for Legendary. Uh, he's working on Dune that has shut down for about a month, and he's coming back up in a few weeks. Uh, I have a, a production design. I have two production designers working on. Uh, One's working on a film and one's working on a, a big uh, design project for a country. And those are all sort of, you know, either initial stages of R&D or final stages of post-production to meet their release date. And that's it. There's nobody on set. There's nobody picking up a camera. Uh, there are no productions going anywhere, anywhere as far as I can tell. Although I will, uh, let me qualify that though. There are a few productions happening with, and this is the, this is what I was talking about earlier, where, where there's a necessity to create, even when the boundaries are as extreme as they are currently, that is that we have two clients working on two commercials and they're doing it remotely, kind of like what we're doing right now. So I would be telling you, okay, you know, I don't like the, your camera position. Can you turn down the lights a little bit? You know, can you move it? Can you do this? Can you get further closer? what have you. And so those are for two commercials. Uh, one was for, I think, Comcast, and the other one was for Bush's Baked Beans. Beans? So there's a camera person with a can of beans, their own camera and lights? No, no, no. He's sitting on Zoom, and the actor has their iPhone, right? And the, and the DP is saying, look, iPhone looks good, but what I want you to do is I want you to 
you know, turn off the flash or I want you to move it or I want you to put it on, on tripod or, or what have you. And the director's saying, okay, now speak to camera like you really mean it or, or lower your voice or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it's all being directed and shot remotely. And that's, that's happened twice now. And there's a couple of them going on. You'll see it. If you look closely at commercials, what will happen is it'll say, uh, you know, I just saw one for Toyota. It says, um, you know, it says Toyota's, you know, it's got the new trucks and the blah, 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 and the flatbeds and blah, blah, blah. And then it'll cut to a woman or a man on a, on a white background. And, and let's say it's a woman and she'll say, we, we, we are aware of your, of your safety concerns. And we at Toyota want to ensure that you are going to have a no communication policy when you come in to visit and then it's probably edited remotely and then sent to the agency and then it's sent, sent to the networks to, uh, to air. Clever. We switched to how he was running his agency. You're right. I, I, you know, I have X amount of clients and I have X amount of staff and, and, uh, and I'm paying all of my staff currently and have been and will continue to um, for the next month or two, probably. Hopefully we'll be back in the next month or two. We asked Devin to look at the situation and tell us what he thought was going to happen. I think it's going to be very painful for a lot of people. And, um, but, you know, there is this never ending optimism in, in the entertainment business specifically. And that's the business that I can speak about where, um, you know, when this first happened, people were like, when are we doing the 10 man cruise? When are we doing the 10 man cruise? Right. Which is just another example of people trying to be creative it's a, in a lot of ways a nimble business and it's and when you lock up tens of thousands of people they become more and more nimble and more and more creative and so whether you know if it's going to be sort of these rolling you know business openings and and you know smaller crews and less productions etc that may be the case and that may be the case for a while but um you know, we, we acclimate, we, we always do, we always have, and, uh, and, you know, and, and we will continue to. So I, I haven't given up hope and I probably will never give up hope, but I just think it's going to be different. I think it's going to take longer than we expected, but I also think that more ingenuity will come out of this. Right? My, my perfect, my perfect example of this is that who would have thought that the coronavirus would have had such an impact on the environment, right? Who would have ever thought that? I certainly didn't, right? And now we have this wonderful, you know, clean air in Los Angeles, which we probably haven't had in 50 years, right? As the byproduct of this virus. So when you look at that enormous example, and that's a really a worldwide example, we will have some really positive byproducts in the entertainment industry. It's just too hard to tell what they are today, but based on the environment versus the virus example, I do think that um, that something extraordinary will happen, uh, and it's, it'll be fun to see what that is. Business class, expert insight into the world of business. The host, Dick Drobnik, producer Pankaj Bhushan, director Dan Griffin, web developer Rick Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite. <laughs>